Um, it's an honor to be here, and I count it an honor to serve you and to serve the state and serve your church. We love our children. Um, I was sitting in class earlier and just seeing these beautiful babies, this one right here and then the little tiny one. She's probably in nursery. But just seeing our future and just seeing how much joy they bring when they pop into a room, how much smiles they bring. It brings joy to us when we see children and how they're, they're, they grow and how they Wondering what God's going to do with them is what I look at. But uh, I'm so thankful. Um, we're going to be moving into our state ministry. I'm going to be appointing some regional directors because I feel like it's so hard as one person to meet every need of the church. So, so we're going to be appointing some state, re I mean, some regional directors that will be my eyes and ears, will be a, a person for that region that can help them. Let me know in special events. I'm happy to come anytime. Ashley has actually agreed to be be one of our regionals. I'm very excited. Let's give her a hand. <clears throat> In my prayer time, Ashley is so funny. Uh, we all know Ashley is so funny, and, and the things that she does to minister to the kids. There's a few times at camp, I know Charlie had a game one year at Hot Shot, and it was all about making noise and, you know, trying to defer the kids from doing something, and Ashley had these huge clown glasses on. And then she had this tambourine, and she was just screaming. And, you know, it, when, to minister to kids, you have to get down to their level. You have to have fun with them. And you ha it actually brings you, makes you younger. So I encourage you, if you don't work with kids, please volunteer one Sunday, one service a month. Uh, it's such a blessing. But Ashley has agreed to be one of our regionals. We've got, uh, I've got three other ones. Um, I'm hoping, I'd love to have one in each district. But if we can't, we're going to be reaching out. We're going to be praying together as a team, working together as a team, reaching all the churches that don't have children's ministry. Let's pray for these churches that have no children because God needs children, doesn't he? Uh, there's a lot of our churches, unfortunately, that do not have children. It's such a blessing to walk in this morning and see all the youth and all the children that are here. And kudos to you as parents and grandparents for bringing them up in the right way. I just, um, when I was praying about a message, I'm normally talking to our kids a lot of times. But... God gave me something different this morning. He wanted me to speak to you as parents and as grandparents and to our children about connecting with God. Has anybody, any children that are in here, anybody like connect the dots? I like connect the dots. Anybody, anybody remember connect the dots? Okay, you know, you get the easy ones that maybe go through 1 through 20, but then you have the real hard ones that maybe go to 100, and you really have to pay attention to how you connect the dots. You know, you have to go from 1 to 2 to 3, right? You can't go from 1 to 9 to 20 because the page doesn't ever come. And when I was thinking about that, because my daughter and I, I'm going to go ahead and go out there, we like to color. I still sit down at a kitchen table and I color. Um, and we play connect the dots, and we do a lot of things. I don't think you're too old. I'm 41, and I still like to color. So um, we always get a holiday book, and we color Christmas pictures, and then we have a coloring contest, and I always win, but that's okay. She doesn't get bitter or anything, but that's all right. But um, we just I was thinking of connecting the dots. We were doing that actually on Thursday with some of my, my niece and nephews on Thanksgiving, and I was thinking how... Each position that that number is is a journey in our life and how one number leads us to the next number and each turn and each path leads us to each number. And then at the end of our life, what a glorious picture it makes, especially if we're serving the Lord. 
there's a certain path that God has laid out for all of us this morning and for our lives. We may not know where we're going. We may not know where, why we're at the place we're at right now, but God has a purpose and he has a plan. Through our lives, we've collected bits and pieces. We've all, I've, I'm a church kid. My dad's a pastor. I have grew up in church. You know, I've heard I've cut my teeth on pews, you know, all that thing. I've been in church all my life. And every service I've been in, I remember certain things. Every sermon that we've listened to, we may not remember every sermon, but there's a sermon or a Sunday school lesson or one thing that we learned and we heard the voice of God. And it made us who we are today. Um, We've all had numerous sermons, but we've all gathered tidbits of that information. And it's almost like connecting the dots. We don't understand where we're going Or what's going to happen. But it's exciting through the journey, isn't it? Now, the journey's not always easy, is it, Brother Jean? But we get there. If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to Genesis 32. And I did not get a PowerPoint. I should have, but that's okay. My my thought is, do you want to pursue him? In Genesis 32 and 22, starting with verse 22, we're going to talk about Jacob this morning. And he arose that night, and this is the New King James Version, so. And he rose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed over the fort of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw what that he did not prevail against him. He touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. I want you to think about that. I will not let you go until you bless me. In this passage of scripture, Jacob made the decision for more at that time. How many is hungry for more of God? We can't live on what we got yesterday or what we got last year. We've got to hunger more and more for him. Jacob knew that God had more for him, and although he was uncertain of what lied ahead, he knew he needed more of God. There are times in our life that we all wake up. Has anybody ever woke up burdened and didn't know why you were burdened? As a teenager, my first time I ever woke up that way, you know, I always go to my mom and dad, mom, dad, you know, I still go to my mom and dad. I called her last night about something. But um, we think, why am I so burdened? We don't know. God has a purpose. And during that time of burdenness, when we don't know what it is, we just have to pray and we have to seek God because he's preparing us for something. Jacob knew he needed more of God. We need more of God in this day and time that we live in. We are not promised tomorrow. We don't know what we're going to have to face next week or the week after that. We don't know where God's going to take us, Brother Gene. We don't know through all the persecutions that lies ahead for us, but we need to strive for more of God. There are paths that we choose to take. Many of us have problems making decisions. Now, how many people have problems making decisions at time? I'm very analytical. I analyze everything. I think, okay, these are simple decisions. 
I'm horrible about buying things sometimes. I'll go, I'm like, well, do I really need it? Do I really not? But I really like it, but I don't want to get it. Is it being frivolous, or do I really want it? Or, uh, you know, where are we going on vacation? Never can figure out that as a family. It's always, you know, spur of the moment things. Some of us have problems with decision-making, don't we? And I think it's good to be aware of how we want to make decisions because those who make decisions quickly sometimes can miss what God is trying to tell them. Jacob knew spiritually that there was more for him to pursue. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. 1 Samuel 12 and 14 says, If ye will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice, not rebel against the commandments of the Lord, then shall both ye and also the king that reigneth over you you continue following the Lord your God. We all have decisions in life. Our teenagers, wherever they're at, I'm not sure where they sit. We all have decisions. And those decisions might be harder than you think, you know, your parents, you know, they don't know anything. We know a lot. (laughs) I promise you, we have been where you've been. Kids, we have been where you've been. We've been through bullying at school. We've been through those times of not feeling like we were important to people. We go through those things. But God has something more for us. We all have decisions in life. We can choose to settle with relationship that we have with God right now. Or we can pursue more with him. Where would you like to be this morning? Settle with what God has for you or pursue for more. Jacob hungered for more. Jacob said, I will not let go until you bless me. How many want to say that this morning? I will not let go until you bless me, God. I'm not going to settle for this everyday thing that I'm in. I'm not going to settle for this depression that I may be in this morning. Or I'm not going to settle for the world that I live in and this is as good as it's going to get. Have you heard that? I've heard people say, this is a good as, as good as it's going to get, Brother Murphy. But that is not true. God has such a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. Let's think about a time you were very hungry. I'm going to think about Thanksgiving Day. How many smell the turkey? And, yeah, and you're like, oh, I just wanted to. I know Tori was horrible. My husband actually cooks very, very well. He cooks better than me, but we won't tell him that. Um, but he cooks very well, and he was cooking the ham and the turkey while I was working on the other sides because all my family came. And she was like, I just want a bite. I just want a bite. I can't stand it. I just got to have a bite. How many have been there or been so hungry that if you didn't, have to, if you didn't stop right then at that moment that you were going to just fall over and die? When really we probably wouldn't fall over and die, but we do get hungry sometimes at that point where, oh, I'm feeling faint. <laughs> I'm going to be so grouchy if I don't get something. That's what I say. But we all have those times, and it's a good example And it may, after we eat, it's that best meal you've ever had, isn't it? It's like every meal that you've had in the past didn't taste as good as it did then. That's how hungry we need to be for the blessings of God. That's how hungry we need to be. God wants to take this state of Virginia to a new place in him. He wants to take every church in this state forward and move forward. Fill every pew in every church. Don't you feel that, Brother Ken? God wants to take us places. Isaiah 26 and 9 says, With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me I will seek thee early. For when thy judgments are 
are in the earth and the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. When my soul have I desired thee. How long has it been since you've desired the Lord? How long has it been? Psalms 42 and 2 says, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Psalm 63 and 1 says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. We are living in a dry and thirsty land. We are living where kids do not know who God is. Our teens do not know who God is. We have adults that live every day and do not know who God is there's a young boy that lives on our street that's been coming to our house a lot and I think because he likes Tori but that's okay I bring him in and I minister to him that's right you have to minister but he went to church with us one night and he had so many questions there are people sister Alicia that don't know God and they're so thirsty what are we going to do about it What are we going to do about it? We know God. We need to seek God. Seek his blessings. Let it be the joy that overflows us that when somebody passes us, Sister Ashley, they're going to know she's got something. He's got something I want. I want that joy. I had a patient. I work in a hospital. And um, I'm over a department. And I was actually filling in because we had some shortness. So I was registering patients as they were coming in. And a patient told me he said you have a lot of joy you're very nice I'm thinking well Lord is none of my other staff nice I won't have to have a talk with them <laughs> you know um, but I'm thinking I'm, I'm like well thank you he's like you know God don't you and I said brother I do you know God too don't you I'm telling you that is always what I've strived for is I want people to know that there is more joy and more for them The second thing we need to do is walk in God's purpose and plan. He has a plan. King David was a man fully involved with the affairs of life. If we think about King David, he went through a lot. He had enjoyed great success in his life, yet that success has brought him with problems. David had personal problems, family problems, as well as other people problems. He had a lot of problems, didn't he? One more than... On, one, on more than one occasion, there were people who were set against him, seeking to take his life. wonder how it would feel to go to bed each night wondering if you're going to live through the night because so many people want to take your life. Think about that. David knew what it was to struggle with the, the serious issues of life, but he also knew what was important in life, what to seek. David writes a song in which he explains life's most important priorities, which is found in Psalms 27. I'm not going to read it all, but I'm going to read some of it. If you want to turn to Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble... 
He shall hide me in his pavilion. Praise the Lord. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up on a rock. Last scripture, um, verse 6 is where we'll stop. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. How many times, and and this worship was wonderful this morning. I could have just stayed here for like 20 more minutes of just worship. But just knowing how we can just seek the Lord through our worship. How many times we can break through just by singing a song. There are many people that tell me, I can't sing. And I know God has blessed me with a voice and I love to sing. But you know what? It's the condition of the heart, Sister Alicia. It doesn't matter if you crack. It doesn't matter. But God knows the singing of your heart. And I'm saying, I just want to wake up every morning and just sing and sing for him. That is a triumphant thing to him. That's one thing that we can do to worship him and draw closer and connect with him. What an amazing thing it does when we sing and just spend time with him. My family knows that when I'm up in my room and the door's closed and the music's blaring, they better not bother me. I'm up there praying and I'm up there singing to my voice. I'm singing. Sometimes my daughters come here, Mom, you think it's loud enough? I'm like, no, it needs to be a little bit louder. I'm going to turn it back up. She's really being cute, but you know why I'm like, you know, come join me. I just want to praise him, and I just want to worship him, because that's how battles are won. That's how battles are won. That's how we connect with him and know what he wants for our lives. God wants to connect with you, like that dot to dot. He has a purpose, and he has a plan for you. Are you ready for more of God, to walk in the plan he has for you? We were never promised that things would be easy, and I've said that before earlier. But we were promised that he is always with us and showing us the way. Just like if we think about the picture dot to dot, every curve we take in life, at the end of the day, I want to be in front of God and him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I want that picture just to be fully of him. God's purpose and plan does not come easy. There may be many twists and turns along the way. Will you be like Jacob and pursue God, pursue God until it hurts? There are some things that when we seek the Lord, he reveals things to us, Brother Ken, we don't really like. Those things that he has to say, now Angie, you really need to work on this. Sister Alicia, you need to work on this. Or, Tori, you need to work on this. God reveals those things to us. And, Brother Gina, it doesn't feel good sometimes because you think you're actually good in that department. (laughs) And you're like, okay, Lord, I'm going to heed to you. But God wants us to have a new passion and hunger inside of us that burns with us to grab hold of what his plan is for us and to move forward for his kingdom, his kingdom. Will you press in like David, knowing where your answers are? Will you press in? From the story behind the Psalms, we know that David had been facing some difficult circumstances. There were those who were against him, who opposed everything he did, and he did not want to see him in any position of rule of, in, in rule of the kingdom. Sorry. Because of this, they waged war against him and fought him constantly. Some of the opposition was incredibly strong enough to cause any man to be afraid. You could say that David was under a good deal of stress. 
Yet in the midst of this, he knew where to turn, Brother Gene. He knew that God's presence, he would find strength and spiritual stamina he needed to face these trying situations. Think about that. This is an important lesson for you and me. We must also realize that it's not only the presence of God where we find strength. It's only in his presence where we find the strength to face the affairs of life. We can't turn to others. We have our people we turn to, but only God helps us face those problems. I'm almost through. I'm a very short speaker this morning, but that's okay, isn't it? Just as David found an o- and oasis of God's presence in the middle of the desert of life, we can as well. The aim of your heart should be to seek God's presence in your life. You must desire intimate daily communion with him because it's only in that life of communion that we can have our needs met. We have to seek him. I love English. It's my favorite thing when I was growing up. I still like it. Um, there's a poem that I always remember that I feel like as Christians, you know, there's things, there's certain songs that may not be con- considered a Christian song, but, you know, you, you can pull out the Christian and all this. But there's a, a poem called The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. It's one of my favorite. I'm going to read that to you. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both. And be one traveler long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for the passing there, he had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in the leaves, no step had trod in black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way. Sorry, I'm not the best reader. I doubted if I ever should ever come back. Now, this is where I want you to remember. It's talking about two different roads. One looked really brushed and hard to go through. One was laid with grass and looked like it would be is the easier way. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Think about that. Just those two little phrases. There were two roads in the woods, but I took the one that looked less traveled, the harder one. Being a Christian is not the easiest thing to do. And it's going to get harder, Brother Ken. It's going to get harder for us. But, you know, I would rather take the road less traveled than to go along with the flow with everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And that has made all the difference. You tell me that he hasn't prayed or he didn't. Because I'm telling you what, the wrong, the less road taken is the best road. God wants to connect with you. God wants us to share our hearts with him, just like we tell secrets to our friends. Or we tell secrets. God wants to know our secrets. He knows our life. He knows what we feel. But connecting with him is what he wants. Life takes us in some twists and turns, but he's always been there. As I said, I looked around this morning, I see this beautiful little girl right here, just enjoying life. What legacy are you teaching them? 
What are we leaving for our children? They're so impressionable. Just like the video said, by the age nine, they've already picked up what morals they're going to have. Are we showing them that just enough God will get them through? But are, or are we leading them to a hunger and true relationship with God? Think about that. As parents and grandparents. There's a scripture, John 15, 5 and 8. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without God, you can do nothing. A.W. Tozier said in his book, Pursuing God, we pursue God because and only because he has first put an urge within us that spurs us to the pursuit. What a wonderful comment. No man can come to me, said our Lord, except by the Father which has sent me draw, hath sent me draw him. And it is by this very prevalent drawing that God takes us from every vestige of credit for acting of coming. We connect with God when we love him with all that is within us. Do you love him with all that is within you? Praise the Lord. As we know God better, we will discover what he wants us to do. So we will live more the way God wants us to live by obeying what we learn. So I have a question for you this morning. How connected are you with God today? Just think about it. We're not perfect. We're not going to be perfect, Brother Ken. But we surely need to strive for that perfection in God We need to seek him. If there's anything that God has instilled in me in these past few months, and I'm sorry, is drawing closer to him and seeking his face. Sometimes as a church, a working church, we work so hard that we forget to spend time with him. And I've learned that you can work and work and work, but you still need that personal relationship and that time with him. Maybe you don't have any connection with God this morning, and if you don't, God is here, and he wants to save you. He wants to be there for you, and he wants you to seek him. Or you're just going through some spiritual emotions and motions of life, and you're going through a tough time. This morning, I urge you to make a commitment to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And with all your strength, you can make that commitment right where you are. I'd like for us to stand as we go before the Lord in prayer. In my prayer time, I've told the Lord... God, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. You may have been a Christian for a long time, but you feel disconnected from God. If so, seek him. We go through those times. It's not always easy. But I'm telling you what, there's joy in serving him and joy in seeking him. I'd like to pray. I don't know if the praise team can come back. Can y'all come back? Okay. (laughs) If y'all could do um, that last song.
That would be awesome. Just play it a little bit. I want to give people the opportunity to come and pray. I love each and every one of you this morning. Some of you I just met, but I, st- I love you. And I love our children. But although I have a passion for children, I have a passion for hearts in general. And I hate to see when people are hurting. I'd like for us to take time as they play to maybe come around the altar and pray. You could pray from your seat. But if there's something you need to seek from God this morning, I'd like for you to come as I pray.